Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Oh, we've got some UCL qualifying matches right here on the Galazzo Network. Starting today, we've got Hamron Spartans taking on Maccabi Haifa. <laughs> These guys, Astana versus Dinamo, Tbilisi, Tbilisi. That's tomorrow at 10 a.m. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that you're hating those. And then we've got Slovan <laughs> Bratislava versus Swiss Swift Esperange tomorrow at 2:30 p.m. I'm pretty sure Kvara Kvarashkelia played for Dinamo Tbilisi. Really? Yeah. Tbilisi, Tbilisi. Couple of yeah. Them. I like this. Kachapuri boys, let's go. Okay, so. Um, these UCL qualifiers, yeah. it, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's it's there's quite a few different stages of this. Nico, are you able to? I, I have an explainer here okay. that our, our lovely producer, Ivis Galarset, provided for me because I was like, this is a lot and I'm yeah. having trouble wrapping my head around it. Do you want to explain or do you I want can, me to read? Yeah, I, I could do it. Do you want to do so it? So this is the first round of do qualifiers, it. right? There's two different avenues to make the Champions League. There's a league path. And there is a champions path, and they group the champions of UEFA um, countries that have a very low coefficient. So that's why they need to go all the way back okay. to this very first round. So you do get your teams from Georgia, from Israel, from Luxembourg, and all, all these types mm -hmm. of countries that, that don't have a strong standing in UEFA football speaking. Um, so it's the first round, and they group the champions together, and that's a champions path. And then they start introducing teams from, like, Turkey. So Galatasaray will come into the second to last round, right? That that last round before the playoff okay. and stuff like that. So they start introducing. Because so the they have a higher coefficient. The higher UEFA coefficient you have, the less rounds you play. So the teams in that, for example, if you lose the champion's path playoff, like that final round before the group stage, you go into the Europa League group stage. So the oh, okay. champions do have an opportunity. Okay. They, if you get to that playoff, you're still going to play European it's football. It's a win-win. How, right. how often do those teams that start make it that far? Does, so does, Sheriff, it, does it happen? So Sheriff Tiraspol oh, yes. started. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. in fact, I'm pretty sure they play tomorrow, Sheriff Tiraspol. Um, look, they made it into the group stage and they beat That's Real Madrid. Right. So there's one of those teams that have to start pretty far back. Ajax, Shouts for example, Moldova. when... We don't talk about Moldova. When, no. Yeah. Ajax, when they went all the way to that semifinal, they had to play a couple of mm -hmm. rounds of qualifying before, you know, they had that incredible run. So they essentially were playing football from July up through May of, mm -hmm. that, of that year that they had that incredible run. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we've got some of these matches right here okay. on the Galazzo Network. But because a lot of these teams... Um, they have some crazy names. Yeah. 
the country that they're from, it's not always obvious. So was this your idea? To, was this game yeah, your idea? A little bit with the producers. Okay, we so decided. we're going to play a game where Nico is going to, he's hosting. Um, so because Nico, As we know, Nico knows. And so he's going to give us a team and we have to buzz in and say what country that yeah. team plays in. You get one guess, okay, but you don't get minus points. Okay. So you're not gonna, you're gonna give us clues, but first you're just gonna say the team yes. name, and if we need a clue, you'll give us a clue. Correct, <laughs> correct. Okay. Mind you, I got four out of the seven right when I of did course it with the producer. But if you answer wrong, you're wrong? done for that. You're, you're done. You can't answer. Even again. if there's another clue. Yes, correct. That should reinstitute your ability to guess. All right. What's your? How confident are you, guys? Uh, uh, five is, out of seven. I'm this. Wow. No, I just because he said four. <laughs> I was just trying to mess with. This them. is going to be okay. Disaster. Starting with the first team. Okay. Zrinski Mostar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I've looked this up before. Time. Say um. Hmm. That's not Croatia. Uh, no. Um, Bosnia Herzegovina. Yes! Oh! I know I've looked it up. Come on! Wow. That's probably the last one. How, how'd you get that? Um, I've looked it up before when we were doing like random teams on Cooligan. So oh, that's the Cooligan. Wow. So it throws you off because it, they, Hrvatsky, they have, a, Cro they have Croatian. a Croatian origin. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. All right. Next team. Okay. That was a trick question. Jalgiris Vilnius. Ooh, because he does it with the real pronunciation. Wait, I need to see it. Can we get like the spelling up? Yeah, can we switch the logo? Say oh. one more time. Vilnius. Uh, that kind of looks like Ludo Goretz. Vilnius? Okay, ready? Mm. Hint. Vilnius, in the team's name, I know this. is the country's capital. Oh, oh. gosh. I, I know this. Se oh, second hint. God. We get no points. It's uh, for losing. Off. Uh, no, I, I have one more hint. Okay. Country of former Cleveland Cavalier, Zydrunas Ilgauskas. Oh, um. Uh. Ooh. Charlie? I mean, Lithuania. we both. Yes! We both, wow! we both hit that, but I would oh, not have guessed Lithuania. So uh, we did. So no, I did it. Charlie. I hit it. Y'all can see. Does this light up? Okay, y'all can see I hit it. Next that. team. Klaxvik. What? You said it in the thing. You said that was your first team you scored, and that oh, was. Klux. <sighs> Faroe Islands? Yes. Wow. You gave me a clue. I thought I remembered that. 20 points. Let's go! All right. Next team. Wow, Alexis. <laughs> Thank God for you saying that. That was the team you scored your first goal that against. Was, that was really ah. quick. Balkani. Well, it's the Ooh. Balkans, Ooh. obviously. Balkan Islands. Oh. Mm. Um, Can you give me the first clue? No. Guess. God. Uh, five, four, four three, three, three two, uh, two. Armenia. Nope. A famous current player from this country is Amir Rahmani of Napoli. Also, Vedad Muriti of Mallorca. The smallest country in the Balkans, and it is the second youngest country in the world. Oh, I know this. Montenegro? No. Can I guess if he doesn't get it? Can I guess for half points? Charlie, there's no, there's no penalty in guessing. I uh, know. The country is. She said I can guess. Can I? Can I give you a clue? No, you said that was the last clue. Okay. If I no. Five, four. Take a guess. Three. Malta. No. Luxembourg. 
North Macedonia. No, but close. Damn. Kosovo. Kosovo. Uh, yeah. All right. I thought because North Macedonia changed their name, that was the youngest. Next one. Breidablik. Breidablik. I'm going to need to see that. Oh, okay. Ooh. That, oh. Ooh. Who went first? Susanna. Susanna. Iceland? Yeah. yeah. She got that because of the photo, though. It's because of the photo. Next one. Partizani. Oh. You no, Alexis got it. Um S- Serbia. Nope. Partizan is from Serbia, but not Partizani. Oh, the, with the eye. Mm-hmm. Charlie? Albania. Correct? Wow! Oh, but the Tirana, the Tirana. Yeah, that's so messed up, bro. The Tirana gives it away. You should have blocked that part. Capital of Albania. <laughs> if I got this one wrong, I was not going home. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a white Albanian? All right. My father-in-law's Albanian. The last one for 20 oh, points. Flora Tallinn. Flora I know this Tallinn. one, too. Tallinn. Uh, I know this one, I know okay. this one. The, it, it, there's... One of them give okay, Alexis. Bulgaria. No, the if everyone capital of this country is in the name. Famous national team players include Ragnar Klavan. Come on, get through and the, the f- colors of the. F- you guessed already. No, but you said if I get to the end, I can go again. No, no, yeah, that's just, what, just for no. fun. Jen's head. not for points. No. no, yeah, for points. the colors of the flag are. Black, yeah, if the white, other two don't guess, black, you heard it. white, and blue. Stop giving, unless that's the official clue, stop talking about it. It is the official clue. Is that the last one? Yeah, they played, there was a Super Cup, a UEFA Super Cup here a little while ago. I'm pretty sure Real Madrid played in Tallinn. You need I to know. stop. It's, there's three stop. countries. Stop. Stop. I can't give more clues? No. If it's not on the thing. If it's not on the thing. You can participate. No, free. I'm giving you a chance gi- to participate. I'm giving a guess. Romania. No, there are three countries stacked on top of each other. Hungary. No, there are three countries stacked <laughs> on top of each other. It's Latvia, Lithuania, and, and then they're all put together Latvia. near Sweden, like in that sea that I don't know what it's called, but. Azerbaijan? Finland! No. No, that's Scandinavia. He said Ar- Sweden! Armenia! Near, Just because I said Finland it was uh, Estonia. Estonia! Oh! Yeah. It was Bro, there. no one thinks that country's sure. real. <laughs> Tie between Charlie Davis and Alexis. Hey. Give us, we should get a tiebreaker. Wow. That was real, I knew I was oh, gonna Tiebreaker? Estonia. Tiebreaker, real quick. Tiebreaker. I, I was way off. <laughs> tiebreaker, real quick. I'm trying to keep us on track, producer Hurry up. Ben. I okay. swear to God, this the is Alexis. L- Lincoln Red Imps. Gibraltar. Great one. <laughs> From Gibraltar. Good one. Let's go. Good one. Wow. Great job, team. That one nice I know. Nico. Well done, everyone. That was a good I'm one. trash at geography. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we're chatting some Copa Libertadores. Up next. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Uh, we are chatting some Copa Libertadores. A draw for the knockout round was held on July 5th. And this is what it looks like. Nico Cantor, uh, what are some of the, the matches that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, upper left quadrant of the bracket is uh, pretty stacked between the Argentines, Atletico Nacional, the Colombian runner-up. River on the other side of the bracket has got a pretty difficult draw against Inter of Brazil. Atletico Paranaense is a strong team. Obviously the flu, flat, possibly in the uh, semi-final. Uh, Excuse me, in the, in the quarterfinal, you could, if Fluminense beats Argentinos Juniors and if Flamengo beats Olimpia of Paraguay, we can get a Flufla derby in, in the quarterfinal of, of Copa Libertadores. Um, How do you feel about Nacional? Nacional from Uruguay? Mm-hmm. Luis Suarez, I, I his hope, original club? I hope that Boga can beat Nacional and then play either Nacional of Colombia or Racing. Do you, like, do you like their path, their potential path? The, the next... Round is going to be difficult if Boca makes it through. And Boca playing the way that they're playing could, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they crashed out of that very first round of 16. But considering that they could have drawn a Brazilian, like, I think I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with Boca's draw. Okay. And then the fact that you avoid a Brazilian even in the next round, it's, it's, Quite nice, I would say. Also, there's an American in this, uh, Internacional. Isn't that yeah, where Johnny. Uh, Johnny Cardorsa? Yeah. Yeah. We watched Huracan Alexis Boca yesterday. The second. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> Not, Boca, <laughs> Boca created a lot of opportunities. They're just wasteful in the final third. Yeah. It, I, That's South American soccer, though. No, but Boca is And, and there's a lot of spring and praying. It, it, it seemed to me their best player was their left back, Barco. He, he was Barco's creating a, a lot of opportunities. Good on the ball, got flair for left back too. Definitely. Is this someone who could play the for the Argentine national team at some point? There's the potential for him to grow. I don't know if Argentine national team is in the conversation just now. But, but do you see that with him? Yeah, why not? Why not? I, I, maybe if he can make a step to Europe. I don't know if Europe is in his cards. But if he can grow a little bit more, he's very young. He's I like, like how you guys kept your buzzers on the test. <laughs> Just in case you disagree with something Nico's I like, saying. I like the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about River? River has a tough draw because they have to go through a couple of Brazilians on their way through. There's mm-hmm. probably going to be only Brazilians if logic plays its course, right? Uh, because they would get Atletico Paranaense next and then either Flu Flan in the semifinal. It's... It's going to be rough for River, but River has a very deep, very complete squad, and they had an opportunity to clinch yesterday the Argentine mm-hmm. League if results went their what way. Um, Tajeres drew Union. But then now Tajeres plays on Friday, so before River plays on Saturday, they could. River could essentially clinch before they even play on Saturday. They will be Argentine champions, um, and they have a very, very complete Deep squad. It's, if it's they, crazy. If they were to win, would Di Michaelis get a, a statue as well? No, but he would. It, it would be incredible. How, how would Demichelis' statue look like? I would, I like? would, I would but, be happy to help design it. <laughs> but it would, if they win Copa Libertadores a year after Gallardo leaves, I, I, that would be mind-blowing. You'd have to make it better than the Gallardo statue. So, I would suggest that in veins. Nico, early predictions for who could win the whole thing, Copa Libertadores. If you had to pick a team right now. Oof. I would say the final is going to be Palmeiras-Flamengo. Yeah. 
to Brazilians. The Brazilians are so strong. So strong. There gets there you get to a level where the Brazilians just have so much purchasing power that they can convince European stars to come on board and the likes of Boca, River, even Racing. They, uh, Argentina doesn't have the power to reinforce their squads in this transfer window that's opening for the summer to try to get these good players that can win. You, mind you, Riquelme, for example, mm -hmm. um, when he went from Villarreal to Boca, he came in mid-Copa Libertadores and that run all the way through to the final that Boca won. There's several of these instances, players that come in with the team already into the knockout stage of the Copa Libertadores and, and tear it up. Alario did the same thing for Rivet. He's now in playing in Germany at Frankfurt. So um, it can happen. So hopefully Boca, somebody from the heavens, falls. Boca. Didn't Di Benedetto lap. do that? Who? Di Benedetto, didn't he do that? Isn't that who's the guy from Italy that, that wanted to play Boca one year? Osvaldo. Osvaldo? He Wasn't played. That? Oh, Daniele De Rossi. De Rossi, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, no, but he didn't. He, they didn't play Copa Libertadores. Alexis, I'm, you... He was You're kind of blowing my mind today. Yeah, I know With the knowledge. Things. I know some things. You, yeah. you do know some you kinda things. kind of know. Yeah, I kind of know. know. Alexis does. He kind of knows. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are chatting with uh, Lawrence Can, who is the CEO and founder of Street Soccer USA. We're going to talk with him about some of the incredible work that they're doing. Stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. In 2019, here in Butte Park, 480 players were representing 46 nations in the Homeless World Cup. It was a life-changing tournament. People who had once felt invisible were given a global stage. No one could say they didn't matter. They had represented their country. A kind of pride lasts a lot longer than a week. It lasts a lifetime. Now, the Homeless World Cup is back. From Cardiff, we're going to California. America, for many years, has been like a second home. So, let's see what you've got. Thank you, Michael, and hello from sunny California. Next summer, the state capital, Sacramento, will be welcoming hundreds of players from all over the world to the Homeless World Cup. Now, it's been 20 years since the first tournament was held back in 2000.
so happy to be saying that after a break during the pandemic, the tournament is finally back happening for the first time ever in the USA and we cannot wait to see what's in store for us. A world without homelessness. That's the goal. Wow, pretty amazing scenes. The Homeless World Cup kicked off on July 8th in Sacramento, California. And right now, um, we're absolutely thrilled to bring in the CEO of Street Soccer FC, Lawrence Can, to talk to us a little bit more about this incredible event. Lawrence, where'd you go? There he is. Welcome to Morning Footy. Thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you guys for having us. Okay, so um, you are kind of the man responsible for bringing the Homeless World Cup to Sacramento, California. Can you just, for people that don't know, can you tell us what this event is, how it works, and why it's now in California? Yeah, sure. I mean, you've almost got to, to see it to believe it, but it, it, it really is the most inclusive soccer event you could ever imagine. It's designed for... Uh, folks who um, have been homeless, which when you think about, you know, the sport and everybody who plays, um, it's just a powerful, powerful thing for folks that are, depending on, on what country, whether um, you're a refugee or you're a person in recovery or you're just a, a youth growing up in substandard housing somewhere in the globe. There are these programs in 40 countries that use soccer as a tool to help people out of their situation. Um, and so every year before the pandemic, uh, groups get together, uh, street soccer participates as a U.S. partner, and we send teams to compete in this Homeless World Cup. So it's 40 plus nations. Uh, we play a week long 4v4 street soccer tournament. Um, and what happens is, is it creates, you know, inspiration that drives activity on the grassroots level, you know, for I think to date since the founding of the Homeless World Cup, uh, over a million people have been involved in the grassroots programs around the world uh, using soccer for social change. Um, Lawrence, are you from the Philadelphia area by any chance? I'm not from the Philly area. I grew up in Virginia. Okay, because you kind of, you say like home, you do the O that they do in that area. So I was like, I was wondering. But, um, We've been building street soccer programs in North Philly and in Kensington. and You've, uh, you've absorbed the accent. Spending time. <laughs> I've had too much water. Or if that's <laughs> um, I do, I do want to know, for people who don't know, how does... Are these teams that are sort of structured prior to the to the World Cup? Where do they find the players? How do they qualify? What is the process by which, you know, that a player gets to a situation where they're homeless or in recovery and makes it to this Homeless World Cup? Right. So the uh, there are homeless service agencies. In the United States context, we work with partners in, you know, 10 cities. So that might be a shelter a family shelter, a you know, transitional shelter. It might be a recovery program. Um, and we work with a lot of refugee groups because asylum seekers uh, and refugees are, are part of the groups that qualify for this tournament. So we partner with and help provide the coaches, the curriculum, the program, and work within uh, folks uh, within a social service context, if you want to call it. Um, and they join, they join teams and train and then uh, you know, just like Charlie over there, um, you know, they, uh, if, the, if they are dedicated enough and they get selected for the national team uh, to travel to compete in the Homeless World Cup. Wow. That, that's incredible. Lawrence, over the years since you've been involved, are there any special stories that s stand out in your mind that you could share with us? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there are um, a ton of incredible stores, stories, obviously. I think, like, probably the story of this tournament is, um, you know, an exceptional one. Um, here in Sacramento, one of our uh, participants, uh, a woman named Lisa, Lisa Reitzman, uh, was a former college uh, soccer player and um, fell on uh, drugs as she hoped to play professionally uh, after school and those opportunities were few and far between. Um, she got depressed, fell on drugs, ended up in jail in a shelter and joined the program uh, that we had created in Sacramento. Uh, became a, went to Washington, D.C., where we did our National Cup, then um, played in the Homeless World Cup in Brazil. Uh, came back um, inspired started uh, a woman's program and has now become the director uh, of our program here in Sacramento. Um, and we, she, she, run, she works for Street Soccer USA now, which has a the Homeless World Cup program is one of the things we do. Uh, we run youth programs in underserved neighborhoods across the country. She's spearheaded that and is now helping other people. So she's an exceptional person and she's one of you know, many stories. Actually the whole tournament, uh, we have people volunteering that were in our program five or six years ago, Donnie Nicholson from New York, just graduated with a master's degree. And um, after having been in a shelter on Randall's Island there in New York, um, became a part of our program. And he's here taking taking photos and volunteering. So it's amazing to see over time, you know, that trajectory. And then you have, you know, the young kids that are playing for us uh, right now, um, a couple of them from Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, they played, um, because they're such good soccer players. Um, these uh, three of them were in, played in our Times Square street soccer tournament uh, on the winning team um, in, in the competitive division. But these are, these are uh, young men who are asylum seekers who uh, came here, uh, ended up couch surfing, living where, wherever they could, but they were able to find um, a, uh, you know, a coach, a supportive community, and Emmy, who's the leading goal scorer for the U.S. this year, is playing MLS Next in Charlotte and is, is going to go to community college and is on track and is talking to coaches. And he's going to have, you know, maybe a, a small playing career in front of him in addition to other things. So. Wow. That's incredible. Amazing. And especially since the last uh, World Cup in 2019 in Cardiff, the women uh, for the U.S. won the trophy in the, the, one of the divisions for the World Cup, which is was incredible. Awesome. So, I mean... It, for all these programs, you just hope that when someone comes through it, they come out the other side as a, as a new person with, with motivation, inspiration, that they are looking to live a, a healthy life with, with dignity and purpose. So um, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all the things that we intuitively, naturally think about the value of, of sports and, and being on a team and being able to receive support for your teammates and give it the others around you and it's incredibly you know powerful for folks uh who don't have those connections for whatever reason that ended up you know isolated etc and you know uh there's a range of, of athletes uh in terms of soccer ability uh on display but on the on the uh and it's all inspiring but on the upper end there's some seriously good uh soccer players it's really really entertaining for before soccer um you know the legend in the in this apparently the Portuguese team, um, uh, the shelter that where the, the youth come from, 
uh, Bebe, if you remember, from Manchester United, was a resident in that shelter. So these are the oh wow the, mm. the neighborhoods and areas where where folks are very vulnerable. Then they could it could go one way, and they could be fortunate, or they could have a lot of, a lot of hardship. Um, but it is an indication of kind of the the, the talent pool that's out there in, in soccer and just in life. I mean, these human beings are just that they're human beings, and seeing them uh, excel on and off the field is awesome, and, and it's fun to watch for a week. Some really talented teams from from Brazil. You know, in the, in the background of my image is the lat when they did the tournament before Cardiff in the Zocalo, the center square in Mexico City. They erected the stadium. They had 100,000 people cheering these teams on. I, I don't know that everyone knew the whole mission, but they sure enjoyed watching the exciting four v four soccer. Um, so it's just you know, for street soccer, it's amazing because our mission is to make soccer more inclusive in this country. For everyone, you know, and that starts on the youth level and the neighborhood level and trying to build uh, really community clubs that are part of the social fabric of, of what a community is. And, you know, that's getting harder and harder to do, you know, in the U.S. system as it is now. Um, so to be able to bring this event to the United States ahead of the FIFA World Cup coming as a signal of what a more inclusive soccer environment can look like. You know, that's why we wanted to bring this event here. Lawrence, so for you, though, you, I imagine, have quite a specific story with soccer because it's one thing to run a foundation and, and a nonprofit that helps fight poverty and community building, but you specifically chose soccer as the vehicle to do that. So what inspired you to stay in this sport and use this sport as, as that type of tool? I mean, it's, I mean, it's as simple as just the love and passion for the game, uh, really. You know, when I was um, a kid, um, you know, I grew up in, in Virginia and uh, watching the World Cup uh, on, on TV just gave me a bigger worldview, even though I never uh, traveled much other than driving to soccer tournaments up and down the, the East Coast. I had a sense of the world from soccer, and then it was part of my life, um, you know, uh, People got me to, I have four brothers, and people, uh, that meant my mom was busy, and people came to my house, uh, got me to practice. My coach used to pick, pick me up, and I would try to thank him, uh, and he would say, Lawrence, if I see a kid with the ability and the desire, how can I not come pick you up? So all that just, you know, that's the, that's the nature of the game, I think, um, you know, um, and you just, that stays with you. So uh, later on in, in life when... Um, I was volunteering and working with these kids that were 18, 19, 20, and uh, just didn't have a network, uh, a safety net, um, but a lot of energy. It was just, you know, the way, easiest way to relate with to them was through sports, and soccer's the greatest sport there is, and it's so simple to invite people to play just by passing the ball. And it literally started as simple as that, um, and then you build from there. Wow. Uh, Lawrence, I think uh, the sport of soccer and the world need more guys like you. We appreciate all the incredible work that you're doing, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here today. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. Well, it's a team. You know, we've got people in 15 cities doing this work, and it's been amazing to see soccer people across the country get involved. So I'm here today, but I'm representing a lot of board members, volunteers, coaches, and players um, you know, then it's what, it's what the game's all about. So thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Best of luck with the rest of the tournament. 
Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, check it out. You can watch it. All, it's, all the games are streamed live on YouTube. Awesome. Um, 2023homelessworldcup.org. We will be checking it out. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That was incredible. We're going to take a break. Uh, Jenny Chu has got some headlines for us. When we come back, stick around. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back well christian benteke had an issue with his EA FC24 <laughs> rendering uh, notably that he is the same height as Lorenzo Insigne. It's an 11 inch seen, difference. <laughs> I, that's an 11 inch difference. So he's not wrong. Or, I, this is clearly inaccurate. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's doing Insigne dirty right there. That is hilarious. I like how Sam Kerr's just looking on like, huh? Sam Kerr's like, damn, bro. What? what is going on? That's um, Insigne talking to Wemby. <laughs> good one, good one. Uh, but this is the first announcement as EAFC. FIFA is no more with EA, so this is the EAFC. How do we EAFC, like it? The new, the new, it's, it's, it's going to take a while to get used to. I feel do, like. do, you, do you play EAFC? Um, I will now. Yeah, I play I'm FIFA. I'm pretty good at EAFC. Yeah. Are we calling it FC, actually? Are you play FC, or are we still going to call, call it FIFA? FIFA? It would have been so much better if it was called EA Soccer. Didn't we play in, in Vegas? Hmm? Didn't we play in Vegas? No, uh, we played FIFA. We didn't play EAFC. Now, who, yeah. won Vegas? who won between you guys that game? I think both of you guys won, and I lost both. I, I lost to Cause, our director. Yeah. I was Boga, he was Arsenal. I was so close. Right. Good yeah. effort. Good effort. All right, it was Jenny a bad angle for me. No? <laughs> Not ready? Do we have headlines? We're good. I'm no? just scrolling. Okay. <laughs> guys, you know, can it's, you show a, it? it's a Tuesday, and sometimes. Yeah, I, I was saying, can you happen. get me to the top? But I don't think anybody heard me. Jenny, um, you saw what happened with Hammond Spartans. How about you tell us a little bit about that? Romelu Lukaku <laughs> was supposed to be joining Chelsea for preseason this week, but the Belgian striker has other ideas. Lukaku made it clear he had no intention of reporting, choosing instead to wait for Chelsea to work out a transfer for Lukaku to Inter Milan. Lukaku spent last season on loan with the Nerazzurri, scoring 11 goals in all competitions and helping Inter win Coppa Italia and finish in third in Serie A. Inter are expected to make an offer in the range of $45 million for Lukaku, with Chelsea reportedly seeking $52 million. Saudi club Al-Hilal has also been linked to interest in signing Lukaku. 
Staying with Al Hilal, the Saudi Giants are lining up some blockbuster moves after missing out on Lionel Messi, according to CBS correspondent. CBS Sports correspondent, guys, I keep calling him a CBS correspondent, James Bench, Al-Hilal is points to make a $77 million offer for Manchester City's Bernardo Silva and a $44 million bid for Lazio star Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Lazio owner Claudio Lotitu has confirmed that Milinkovic-Savic has asked to leave the Serie A club with Al-Hilal reportedly offering the Serbian midfielder a salary of $22 million per season. We go from Saudi Arabia to France. Paris Saint-Germain have begun their preseason, and one of the players who has arrived is Neymar. The Brazilian star has returned from the ankle injury that has kept him sidelined since February, but his future at PSG is still in doubt. Luis Enriquez's arrival as manager reunites him with Neymar after their successful time together at Barcelona, but Neymar could still be heading out of Paris following Lionel Messi and potentially Mbappe out the door this summer. PSG has emerged as a potential destination for English striker Harry Kane. Ooh. According to a report by PSG Community, PSG is preparing to bid on Kane and see him as an option to replace Kylian Mbappe, who appears more and more likely to be sold this summer. Bayern has made a $90 million bid for Kane, which is well short of the $128 million price tag Tottenham put on the English striker. Though there are reports suggesting that Tottenham has no intention of selling Kane, despite the fact that he's entering the final year of his contract. Another player PSG could turn to as an Mbappe replacement is Victor Osimhen, but the Napoli striker won't come cheap. According to Napoli owner Aurelio De Laurentiis, Osimhen could be had if PSG is willing to pay a steep price, saying, quote, the only club that could afford Victor Osimhen is PSG. If Nasser Al-Kifi wants to send a bid around $200 million, we'll wait and see what happens. I think that Victor will stay here. Charlie, if you had a choice for Mbappe's replacement, would you prefer Harry Kane or Victor Osimhen? If I am PSG, I would go with Victor Osman just because you want a, a, a player for the future. Harry Kane is you're, you're playing you're you're looking at three three years maximum. Victor Osman, you know you can have him for a long period of time, and I think we have yet to see his potential. Harry Kane is Harry Kane wins you. I think I, I think with, not PSG no Bayern Munich yes yes. If Harry Kane goes to Bayern Munich, you you can really have a, a good, you could be very confident that they finally have that player they've been, miss, been missing to get over the hump and win the Champions League. So if I'm PSG, I'm going with, with Victor Osimhen, but if I'm Bayern Munich, I'm definitely all in for Harry Kane because that's the missing piece. Interesting. Do you think, uh, I mean, is this PSG thing with Harry Kane, do you think that's... That's serious? Is that something that he No, would I think Luis Enrique consider? can get a lot out of Harry Kane if he goes to PSG. Yeah, but it'll be you think a Harry much Kane would prefer PSG over Bayern Munich? I think he'd prefer Bayern. He has to go to a place that wins titles. That's yeah. it. So he's gotta go to Bayern. He's gotta get that spurs off of him. Well, he'll win a title at PSG. <laughs> huh? He'll win a title at PSG. A, a title, yes. Yeah. A title that he hasn't won ever. So I don't think... Uh, you don't think it matters? He just wants a trophy. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I think both are good options for yeah. him. Join Paramount Plus FC. <laughs> <laughs> There's still, like, tension at PSG. Yeah. Neymar yeah. and Bob. Well, it, it, does, go, it, it feels go to Bayern. That, That's what Luis Enriquez brought in. Hey, guys. You know? Thanks for watching Morning Footy. Let's do it again mañana. We'll see you then. series on Paramount+. Plus.
Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. That was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.